Hope's Harbor, Gritty Bible Devotions by David Bradley. The Promises of God, Part 1 of 2. Key verses are 2 Corinthians 1.20, Hebrews 11.33, 2 Peter 1.4, and Romans 4.20 and 21. 2 Corinthians 1.20. For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us. And promises means it's an announcement for information, assent, or a pledge, especially a divine assurance of good. And then Hebrews 11.33. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, and obtained promises, and stop the mouth of lions. Then Second Peter one four, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. In other definitions of promise here, it's a self-committal by assurance of conferring some good. It's to engage to do something. And all of these verses are pointing to God making the promise. And then Romans 4.20 and 21. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And this is talking about Abraham, by the way. Verse 21. And being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. So when God makes a promise, it comes from his nature of having the power to grant any and every promise he makes. However, there are oftentimes conditions for the fulfillment. Here is one example of a condition from God. It's Psalm 66, 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. This means God will not listen to our plea for him to fulfill a promise when we embrace any known sin. And the verse could be paraphrased as, if I consider wickedness in order to consent to it. The full meaning of the word iniquity is its trouble, vanity, wickedness, even specifically an idol. You know, God abhors when we worship other than him with our heart. It's affliction. It's falsehood, iniquity, mischief, it's unjust, unrighteousness, vain, and vanity. On the positive side, however, even in promises made to Abraham, uh, Noah, Moses, and so forth, promises which don't apply to us specifically, but we can see principles of God at work in how he interacts with his people in fulfilling those promises. The devotion focus is how to recognize God's promises to you. And this is a list, it's a sampling of promises, and I found this from an online source. God promises to strengthen you. This is found in Psalm 27, 14. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. He promises to never leave you. Hebrews 13, 5. Let your conduct be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And God promises plans for you. He has a plan for you to give you a future and a hope. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil 
to give you a future and a hope. And then Jeremiah 29, 12. Then you will call upon me and go pray to me, and I will listen to you. In verse 13, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Now, there's another conditional promise given. And these promises were spoken to God's people in Jeremiah's day. And so, therefore, I believe they apply to us as God's children spiritually in this day. Also, God promises to hear your prayers. Again, going back to Jeremiah 29 and verse 12, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And then we have the promise from Jesus in John 14, 14. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Also, God promises to fight for you. This is from 1 Samuel 17, 47. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. And then here is a great prayer of faith, faith in and dependence on God to deliver. And notice how it is after the people of God pray that God sends a priest to deliver a message, a promise to the people. This is found in Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 12 down through verse 15. O our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Verse 13. Now all Judah, with their little ones, their wives, and their children, stood before the Lord. Verse 14. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, <laughs> the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of, gee, I can't even say that one, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph in the midst of the assembly, verse 15. And he said, listen, all of you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude for the battle is not yours, but God's. Furthermore, God promises you peace. This is in John fourteen twenty seven, and it's Jesus speaking. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives to you, do I give. Do not let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And he, again talking about Jesus, promised to always love you. This is in John 15, 9. As the Father has loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Now, the summary is, to understand when a promise in the Bible applies to us, we must know the context of the promise and to whom the promise is given. But even when a promise was to a certain people in the past and not to us specifically, we can see principles at work in how God dealt with his people down through the centuries. This builds our confidence in God's promises when they are made to us. The action to consider is take the time today, find one promise in the New Testament, and begin to claim it for yourself or another by faith, in prayer, and with patience. And as you pray, tell God you are asking him to do as he promised. Spurgeon said this is like cashing a heavenly check, expecting God to do as he said, 
as the heavenly banker. Also, there are numerous booklets available from online book retailers, and they contain promises of God that you may find helpful in getting started. And so next week's devotion is part two, the conclusion of God's promises as we look at claiming and applying those promises. You've been listening to Hope's Harbor, gritty Bible devotions by David Bradley. To get show notes, visit hopesharbor.net.